Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Why would you do such a thing? Why would you disband missing purses in cold cases? Mm-hmm. The board said nothing. The board said absolutely nothing. Now, Kansas Cityans, they're not down with state control of police from the, the research that I've done. Under Missouri law, with our state control system, we're actually capped by how much we could pay her. Mm-hmm. Same thing with rank and file officers. We have to go to Jefferson City to do something as simple as give our officers pay raises. In March, the Missouri House passed a bill that would put control of St. Louis's police department under a state-controlled board. That means that instead of Mayor Tishara Jones controlling the police department, a state-controlled board would, and the mayor would be just one of five police commissioners. The other four would be appointed by the governor. State control of St. Louis police was the reality for 152 years up until 2013. The year prior, voters passed a statewide proposition that enacted local control. But now, in this final week of the Missouri legislative session, lawmakers could undo that statewide vote and re-implement state control. If the bill passes the Senate, it would need Governor Mike Parson's signature. Well, state control of police is the current reality in Kansas City, and here to talk about that is Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. Mayor Lucas, welcome to the show. It is great to be with you. Good to talk to you today. Mayor, I'd like to open up the proverbial history books for a moment. We're going to talk about how state control of police came about. Supporters of it in Kansas City point to political corruption during the 1920s and 30s under the direction of political boss Tom Pendergast. And for a time, Kansas City did have local control of its police department, but the roots of state control date back to the Civil War and Reconstruction era. Mayor, tell us how. You know, it is actually perhaps a, a troubling history Uh, here in Missouri. It actually started with state control, state takeover, really, of the St. Louis Police Department to control arms uh, during the Civil War. The Confederate-leaning governor of our state was trying to prevent the city of St. Louis from assisting the Union. And of course, there were more Union sympathizers, Union folks who were in the city of St. Louis. And so it dates back to that time and trying to keep the people of St. Louis from being able to stand up for the freedoms and liberties of enslaved persons, of black people. And through a bizarre set of historical circumstances, we're here 150 years later, plus, debating this very issue. But it's something that was rooted in civil war. And I think you've had some excuses along the way as to why we need it. Mm -hmm. But clearly, it's not the sort of thing that we wish to continue forever. And it has been connected also with attempts to limit black voters' power at the ballot box, is that right? 
I think that's what you're seeing happen around the country right now with these sorts of state takeover initiatives. The area I would point you to is not my city, but is actually Jackson, Mississippi, mm -hmm. where right now the people of Jackson, which is about 80% black, are dealing with the Mississippi legislature, trying to limit the voices, the impact, the influence, and the importance of the electorate of Jackson, Mississippi. And I think whether you're talking about Jackson or you're talking about St. Louis, how you can remove something as key as public safety from something that the voters, the local voters get to opine on is beyond me. That's the challenge with state takeover initiatives right now. And the, legisl sorry, the legislation you just mentioned grants uh, the state-controlled Capitol Police full jurisdiction to cover Jackson, correct? It does, and the thing that is interesting about what they're planning in Jackson, Mississippi, it will allow the state-appointed police force in this state takeover in Mississippi to control policing in many of the most important areas of Jackson, Mississippi, leaving, of course, other areas under the purview of, of the local electorate. It is the sort of thing that is very troubling if you look at the racial demographics of the city. It's troubling if you're looking at the political choices made by the people of Jackson. And it's the sort of thing that we no, don't need to see more of here in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Well, before you became the mayor of Kansas City, you previously served on the city council there. Um, you're also a lawyer who spent time teaching, and I should also mention here that you earned your bachelor's degree at Washington University, so you have some familiarity with St. Louis. Um, you became mayor in 2019, so state control is a situation that you inherited. Now, among the range of issues that you deal with in government, to what extent does local versus state control play out in the day-to-day -day of the city? I think the, the reason that state takeover is so potentially troubling for the St. Louis Police Department is because every day I deal with issues large and small relating to the fact that decisions have to be made in Jefferson City. Mm -hmm. One very simple, simple example. We appointed our first female police chief in the history of the Kansas City Police Department. That police chief is paid tens of thousands of dollars a year less than your police chief in St. Louis, than police chiefs in almost every major city in America. And the reason is very simple because of, under Missouri law, with our state control system, we're actually capped by how much we could pay her. Mm -hmm. Same thing with rank and file officers. We have to go to Jefferson City to do something as simple as give our officers pay raises, right? If you are pro-police and if you back the blue, why would you support a system that actually limits our ability to compensate them fairly for the work that they do? Mm -hmm. The pay raise that was just instituted in St. Louis is something at the level of which we could not do in Kansas City under the current Jefferson City control system. I will also note that for us, every time that we're dealing with issues ranging from budget to very simple neighborhood collaboration, right, silos help limit our ability to respond to violence prevention, to violent crime. In an era when all of us in government and business are seeing that you need to break down silos, that you need to cooperate better, taking something out of the city of St. Louis and out of the hands of its electorate and moving it to Jefferson City seems to be backwards and actually being productive. Mm -hmm. Now that new chief, Stacy Graves, decided to reinstate the missing persons unit after the outgoing mayor disbanded it last year. And that came after members of the black community were critical of the police and particularly uh, when it came to cases of black women who were either missing or assumed mm -hmm. to be missing. So, I mean, apart from what you've discussed regarding how much 
um, that chief can be paid, doesn't that reinstatement demonstrate that the police department is responsive in Kansas City, even if it is under state control? I, I would say no, actually. I mean, I think the, the concern is the previous police chief, it wasn't the mayor, because it's been the same mayor the whole time, me, the previous police chief disbanded that unit. And, and by the way, when the police chief disbanded that unit, the Board of Police Commissioners did nothing. There is a debate at the State Board of Police Commissioners, and to make it clear what the proposal is for the state takeover of St. Louis and what the story is in Kansas City now is that the governor, Mike Parson, appoints four people to the board. The mayor is the fifth seat. When the prior police chief disbanded the missing persons unit, and as I heard from a number of my constituents who said, why would you do such a thing? Why would you disband missing persons in cold cases? Mm -hmm. The board said nothing. The board said absolutely nothing. And so, yes, we've seen change under this next police chief, but it wasn't instituted by the gubernatorially appointed board. Mm. It wasn't instituted from Jefferson City. And what I don't want any city to be in the position of is what the position we're in sometimes here in Kansas City, which is just having a hope and a prayer that police command staff may agree that a missing persons unit is important, may agree that a number of missing black women in our city were worthy of important, substantial investigations from our police department. Our police chief made the right choice. The state-appointed board of police commissioners did not. And you were right. I did say outgoing <laughs> mayor yes. um, meant outgoing police chief. Thank you for making that correction. It's, that's a very important distinction. What is right. another concrete example, Mayor Lucas, of what you would do differently um, with local control of the police that's not being done now under state control? You know, the examples are actually limitless in some ways. And I'll, I'll use something that may sound a little more boring for the audience, but sheer administration. Mm. Right now, the taxpayers of Kansas City are paying for a city human resources department and a police department human resources group. The taxpayers are paying for a legal department at the city of Kansas City and a legal department for the board of police commissioners. The taxpayers are paying for separate vehicle maintenance fleets. They're paying for so much. And so at a time, actually, when people are talking about police budgets, I say this again to my conservative friends, we could save millions, if not tens of millions of dollars per year if we didn't have to live in a system where basically you have two separate cities. Mm -hmm. That's what ends up happening. And then separate dispatch systems, separate legal systems. I mean, it, it becomes something there where there is frustration left and right. And that's the sort of thing that we want to be able to stop. And I think for a number of our officers, it becomes a concern too that they say, well, we want to be able to work more closely with public works department or the fire department on any number of initiatives. But instead of going to your weekly city council meeting, our board of aldermen here, right, you instead have to wait for the monthly state board of police commissioners meeting, mm -hmm. which by the way, why is something that's so important in a city like Kansas City, and I hope it's never in St. Louis, but why do you have a once per month meeting, the same regularity with which your neighborhood association, your garden club, your, your parent-teacher association meets, is the same amount of time that our State Board of Police Commissioners meets? What does that mean? Mm. That means after every officer-involved shooting, people wait three weeks or a month to learn more. After every area of tension in the community, we have people waiting longer. When our officers have a concern, there is not the responsiveness, responsiveness necessary. So it's my view that 
frankly, almost everything would change with a more responsive, more accountable, and frankly, in some ways, more relatable system in which, yeah, I could talk to the police chief every day, not have to wait for a board of police commissioners meeting to actually see some rules, changes, adjustments, or ways that I can even help them. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas about the current and long-standing realities of its police department being under state control. Now, police support state control. Um, in St. Louis, both police unions, the union that primarily represents white officers and the one that primarily represents black officers, are in favor of returning SLMPD to state control. Mayor, what do you make of the fact that police support a, a state control setup? I, I believe that, um, first of all, that doesn't represent the, the voices of all police. I actually had the fortune of sitting down with a new police chief in St. Louis, someone who has worked in major American cities like New York, Chicago, came out of Delaware, has seen a lot of departments. Mm-hmm. One of the more interesting things he told me was local control is the only thing that I know. So give mm-hmm. us a chance to do better. And, and by the way, and I know there's different news coverage left and right, but things are working right now in St. Louis in terms of crime trends in many ways much better than Kansas City. Right now in Kansas City, we're on pace to have our most, and sadly, most violent year in terms of homicides. In St. Louis, I've seen numbers that suggest that we're seeing homicide trends that have dropped by 25% between 2020 and 2021, right? There are things that are working, you have new leadership, so why change? What is actually the rationale for change other than what I would believe is unfortunately a far right-wing conservative power grab mm-hmm. to try to take away actually the voices of the people of St. Louis? And so I, I understand that, that police unions and groups have reasons to do any number of things, but I would talk to the rank and file. And as somebody who's actually done a ride along with St. Louis police officers before, what I hear from police officers is they wanna work with neighborhoods, they wanna be connected with the people of their community, and local control of police does a lot more of that than a right-wing Jefferson City-based state takeover. Mm -hmm. So do you think, Mayor Lucas, that state control has an effect on violent crimes in Kansas City? I think it has a negative impact on our ability to prevent violent crime. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I believe that the state control system keeps us away from finding, in some situations, the most innovative solutions. It pushes us in board meetings to very simple budget and territorial fights between the city of Kansas City and the police department itself. And what I think it does not do is allows us to actually say, hey, let's go to every ward of the city Let's see what the biggest problems are. Perhaps there's a change in how we do patrolling. Perhaps there's a change in how we can work with the people of a community. And I think that's vital. I think that the state control system doesn't, in many situations, allow a leadership, whether that be at the aldermanic level or in the mayor's office, have the ability to be able to say, you know what, we've found these new tools, initiatives, we've raised more money for something. What types of things can we do differently? I mean, I'll give an example in recent years. There's been a lot of money that's come from the federal government in connection either with the American Rescue Plan and also, of course, direct funding that's going to cities and police departments. The way it is now, the city of Kansas City itself has to apply for any type of grant. We then perhaps transfer it to the Board of Police Commissioners, but if they don't want it or if they don't agree with the purpose, then we're finding ourselves sending money back to the federal government. These are things that could actually help prevent crime, help pay officers, help fund prevention in our community. 
That's the challenge with the current system. And so these frustrations are, are real. And, and here's what I would say. If state takeovers of police departments worked, then why hasn't every state done it? Mm. There's a very simple reason, <laughs> because it's not a modern tool for how we make things better. Mm. Now, Kansas Cityans, they're not down with state control of police from the, the research that I've done. Uh, what efforts have there been to try to change that situation? My predecessor in the mayor's office shortly after St. Louis regained local control of its police department, and that was, by the way, led by a former mayor, Francis Slay. Uh, and by, so it, it's a lot of different mayors, it's a lot of different administrations. Most every mayor in Kansas City or St. Louis that you would talk to and go through all of them would believe that local control of police is better than Jefferson City takeovers. But we had a, a discussion in Kansas City, I believe around 2014, uh, there was a recommendation that was ultimately made. The mayor elected not to pursue, among our legislative priorities, state take apart me, uh, local control of the police. And what we have dealt with ever since is a system that's grown more frustrating. I think that if there were the opportunity to have that evaluation now, the mayor would, then mayor would do something different. I have talked to him about that. He agrees with the need for the city to actually have that type of power. And I think what we've seen in recent years, particularly around the politicization from the right of policing, I think you are seeing more of us say, look, we in Kansas City, we in St. Louis, want to have a close, a strong relationship with our police department. We want to be able to support them. And the way that we can best support them is not actually having to go to the Missouri legislature to figure out how you can pay them. It's instead actually being in our towns, in our communities, in our wards, and saying, hey, you know, what can we do to support you? What do we need to do to enhance any protections? How can I help it? So we're doing crime prevention through environmental design. So the public works is putting up more lights in areas where you've seen a lot of incidents. That's what local control allows. State takeover does the exact opposite. So in this last minute, what is it that you are doing now to undo state control? I mean, is there any hope of that? Um, after all, legislature could undo the proposition that statewide voters pass. I think the first step is that we are continuing to try to work as closely as we can with the State Board of Police Commissioners, but there are a lot of frustrations. Uh, there are several lawsuits right now uh, relating to the state control of the Kansas City Police Department, lawsuits ranging from different budgetary issues, lawsuits frankly relating to police accountability measures, police brutality issues. Uh, it, it is a, I'll be honest, it's a mess. Mm -hmm. And when things are working and getting better, or at least getting better in St. Louis. Right. Why would you change it? Why would you go into that plethora of lawsuits, challenges, fights at the legislature, instead of just saying, you know what? I wanna work with a police chief, with a public safety director, with a mayor, and the people of a city to make things better. That's why we keep biting in court in Kansas City. I hope that doesn't have to come to St. Louis. Quentin Lucas is mayor of Kansas City. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us today and, and talking with us. Thank you all so much. Today's episode was produced by Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dork. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.